Good morning. Welcome to Genesis. Hey, it is great to have you all with us this morning and to worship you this morning. So today's December the 20th and tomorrow is the winter solstice, right? And tomorrow night will be the longest night of the year. And so I was even looking today from the sunrise to the sunset, right? And the sunrise this morning at 7.58 and the sun will set at 5.02. So a complete of nine hours of sunlight, right? But the majority of the day, 15 hours of darkness. And I think for many of us, we sense that that feels like 2020 has kind of like felt more like that, more, more darkness than light, right? <laughs> more heaviness than joy, more more longing for something to change, right, than, than, than actually seeing it. And I just know that there's this, this pattern, this need of great hope. In Genesis chapter 1, there's a pattern that it might be the first pattern to be spoken of, the pattern of all creation. And this is how God does things. This is in verse 5. Here's this pattern, how it works. It said this, the evening passed and the morning came, marking the first day. That first pattern, that first pattern through God's faithfulness, the evening passes and morning comes. And we're here to gather to be reminded of the biggest and the greatest um, example of that pattern, the inbreaking of Jesus into all creation. And to know that that has come. So take a deep breath. Today, we're going to worship a little differently. We've invited some families to be leading us in worship in their homes and, and looking for more participation as we kind of just take a deep breath and be reminded of the hope in the midst of a long night, the hope of Jesus breaking in. So we're, I'm so glad that you're with us. I'm going to read Psalm 130 um, for us because this is about waiting for God to break in in a long night. This is Psalm 130. And then after I read this and pray, the Crawford family is going to be um, playing a song for us from their living room. And so if you know the words, sing along, right? Join in to this great declaration of the inbreaking of Jesus. So this is Psalm 130. For the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord, pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you kept a record of sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I'm counting on him. I've put my hope in his word. I long for the Lord. More than centuries or watchmen, more than watchmen long for the dawn. Yes, more than watchmen long for the dawn. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is unfailing love. His redemption overflows. He himself will redeem Israel from every kind of sin. O Genesis, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is unfailing love. God, we praise you and we call out to you, God, for many might even be showing up in despair and we bring our prayer. Oh Lord, help. Breathe your hope. God, we do praise you because you don't keep a record of sins, but yet you forgive them that we could know you. And we say this morning, we are counting on you and we've put our hope in your word and we wait for your new inbreaking, God. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So good morning again and Crawford family. 
welcome this morning. We'll make sure you're unmuted before you guys begin uh, playing and singing, but it is great to, to have you. All right, we on? All right, I see a thumbs up. Here we go. Beautiful, nicely done. Thank you so much. And here we go, the next family jam. Good morning, everybody. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three, one, ready, and.
That was awesome. Thank you, Crawfords and Toronto. So fun. Thanks for giving us a glimpse into your home life with new puppies and all of that and for using your gifts for us. That was really, really sweet and special. So thank you guys. Uh, my name is Maddie Marshall and I'm going to lead our testimony time. And this is just a time in the service where we get to um, acknowledge that God is still at work, um, whether in our lives or um, around us. And yeah, especially in a difficult season, like we've been in for quite some time. Um, it's just really life-giving um, to be able to share and remember and also to hear from each other um, how God is still at work, because sometimes it can be hard um, to see and acknowledge that. And so, um, yeah, so I would love to share a little bit um, of how I've seen God at work and then open it up so you can put your name in the chat if you want to start doing that now. Uh, we'll unmute you and spotlight you and you can share with us. Um, so as many of you know, we did the um, those uh, Trader Joe advent calendars where Genesis bought, you know, a bunch of those advent calendars and the little scriptures on the back and everything. And so um, got some of those and it was like on December 1st. So we're like, we got to get these out now. Otherwise people are going to be behind. Um, so we literally put them in Aldi bags and hung them on some of our neighbor's doors. And, um, I got a, on December 13th, I think it was, um, I don't know if you can see this, but I'll show you anyways, I'll try. Um, this is what I received on my doorstep and you can't really read it, but it says December 11th, bake an, bake a dessert for your neighbor. Um, it was one of the things on the list and it said, thank you for the sweet advent calendar. We're grateful for neighbors like you. So just want to share, um, yeah, just seeing God bring a little bit of light and neighbors reciprocating, um, a little thing like that. So just really thankful, um, for the opportunity to share those with others and to see God kind of working in growing some of those relationships with some of our neighbors that we don't really have a relationship with as much. So Regals, I'm not sure if it's Ben or Jenny or the whole fam. Hi guys, we're going to unmute you quick. Um, Good morning, everybody. I was able to unmute myself. Perfect. How um, I just wanted to kind of go off of what you were saying, Maddie, that um, the Regals got to get away for a little bit to just have a little new scenery during this COVID time. And we were just blessed by so many people taking care of all of our things. So we had the Crawfords take care of our, our kitten and um, our neighbor next door was coming over. Cause if you know us, our house is a little bit of a zoo. We have all sorts of critters. And so we had our neighbor helping us, Jerry was helping us. And then my neighbor came over and texted us that during the day that it snowed, our neighbor on the other side, who doesn't always take care of his walkway and driveway, was actually doing our sidewalk and walkway just because he knew that we were gone. And that's not something that he normally even does for himself. So we were just, Nate took us to the airport. and Nate drove us and took care of us that way too. So we just were, you know, so thankful in this time. A, that we were able to get away for a little bit, but B, that we have just amazing community to take care of all the little extra things that you just don't think about. So thank you to all our community and our wonderful neighbors. 
That's awesome, guys. Yeah, who else? Bo, we will get you up and unmuted. Yeah, I, um, it was when we did the, it was a Halloween, right? So we did that thing where we, we encouraged everybody to put together those little bags of candy and ask God who they should give them to, right? And give them to your neighbors. And so when we did it and we asked Harvest, Lord, uh, Harvest, who should we give this to? It's my five-year-old right, son. And we were praying and asking God. And after a few moments, he brought up some family members who live in New Mexico. He brought up Ty, which is my stepbrother, my ex-stepbrother's son, right? And Ty came up to him and we sent him a, a bag of candy in the mail, right, to New Mexico, Albuquerque. Albuquerque. And what was so interesting in that, as God even brought him up, it has reopened relationship, right? And just conversations. He was, uh, and, and my family is crazy, right? Like if I tried to family tree, the divorces and remarriages and separations and that. But um, in that, we have all these kind of kids. At one time, we were like stepbrothers, brothers, and vacations and stuff. And the Lord continues to bring them up to me of being like, hey, they consider you family. You're, you're their family. And Harvest was the one who re was remembering them. And through Harvest remembering them, it's God speaking to me to get me to remember them, right? That to, to validate them and to love them and to reach out to them. So I'm just kind of thankful in that, right? Where God gets our attentions with people in our life and is sort of inviting us to say, no, here, here's somebody Here's somebody who's looking for connection right now. Here, here's someone just to reach out and to love and that they could, they would love us too. So it's been just mutually good. So I was just kind of praising God for seeing God's hand um, there. That's awesome. Way to send something to New Mexico. <laughs> Ken. Good morning, everyone. As, uh, as Bo was talking, I was thinking, well, should I, should I uh, talk about this or not? But, but I want to, I, I went in this week uh, to get two crowns put on, which was big deal. But uh, while I was there, the, the, um, the person that was, that was helping um, talk was, we were talking and she lost her dad at the beginning of the month to COVID. It was complications with other stuff, but it was just really hard for her. And, and, you know, I just, I was glad to be there. And I just asked her if you had faith and we had a really good conversation and a really good kind of just connection. I was just like, I don't know if that's a, I was talking to Bo after, I don't know if that's a seed that was planted or not, but um, it was just a good conversation and being there. So I just want to thank God for that. Thanks everyone. That's awesome, Ken. Way to, yeah enter into that with just your presence and compassion and yeah and god bringing god into it as well it's awesome any others oh jerry let's see ya good morning um sorry i tend to cry when i talk about stuff <laughs> but um i just i had a really hard week and i'm not i'm not entirely sure why um but I remembered that during the holidays, I just have a hard time, I think, in general. And some people reached out to me this week, um, knowing that, and just brought hope, I guess, to me, um, which was, was great. I had a conversation with someone yesterday, um, and 
I just I just wanted to share this, I think, to be a reminder to everyone, like, it's been a hard year, but some people experience the holidays in a much different way than everyone else does. You know, it's a time of, like, hope and joy and cheerfulness, and that's not the case for everyone. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't experience those things, but um, just be be aware of those people in your life that maybe don't experience the holidays the same way that you do. Um, reach out to them, be an encouragement, um, bring hope to them and light because it's hard for some people during the holidays um, and darkness tries to creep in. So if you can be the light for them, like just, I wanted to encourage people reach out to people like people did this week with me um and my friend posted a picture this morning of their church like advent wreath and i just reminded me of this week like it's been a brutal year but it's a hopeful week with christmas coming so um thanks thank you jerry yeah, that's a good word. Thanks for sharing. I started cheering up with you, so it's okay. We're in it together. <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys. Um, yeah, I feel like it's even just cool to see almost, I don't know if it's a theme or not. So, but it seems like God moving us toward one another and toward him in this really difficult season. And so just so cool to see that in the midst of um, yeah, our time. So thanks even for that word, Jerry. Um, I'll pray for us and then we're going to hand it back over for some worship to another household. So, um, God, thank you, uh, that you are still at work, that you, um, are providing for us, um, in our pain and our brokenness, um, in this season where, um, we want to hold on to hope. And at the same time, sometimes that's really difficult. Um, and so thank you, Lord, for just the, the small ways and the big ways that you are providing for each of us. Thank you. Um, yeah, for the community that you've provided for us. Um, thank you for, um, yeah, giving us hope. Um, and so Lord, we ask that you would continue to be near, that you would continue to remind us of, um, your presence, your goodness, um, and how you are at work, um, yeah, as this year ends and another begins. And so um, thank you for a time to share with one another. Um, and we love you. We pray this in your name. Amen. So good morning, church. So good to see everybody here. Um, we're going to uh, sing a song that uh, is not exactly a worship song, but it's a song of Christian discipleship, if you will. Uh, there was a king many, many years ago called Wenceslas in Czechoslovakia, what we know now as the Czech Republic. And um, uh, he, was, he was known uh, for his care for the poor. And, uh, you know, he was following the Bible where the Bible spoke about, about uh, uh, those in government or kings uh, one of their key responsibilities was care for the poor. And so he followed God, and that became his, his, what he was most known for. And in this season, you know, where a lot of people uh, have had really hard years, some have lost work, uh, 
you know, just struggling to get by, more people in need of, of, um, of food. And then our church is directly involved in care for the homeless. And so, so this is uh, for all those who are working uh, in the warming center in some way or another. Uh, we want to bless you as, uh, as we seek to bless those in need. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen when the snow lay round about, deep and crisp and even. Brightly shone the moon that night, though the frost was cruel. When a poor man came inside, gathering winter fuel. Hither, page, and stand by me, if thou knowest it telling. Yonder peasant, who is he? Where and what is dwelling? Sire, he lives a goodly hence, underneath the mountain, right against the forest fence, by St. Agnes' fountain. Bring me flesh and bring me wine, bring me pine logs hither. Thou and I will see him dine when we bear them thither. Page and monarch, forth they went, forth they went together. Through the rude winds while lament and the bitter weather. Sire, the night is darker now, and the wind blows stronger. Fails my heart, I know not how, I can go on longer. Mark my footsteps, my good page, tread thou in them boldly. Thou shalt find the winter's rage, freeze thy blood less coldly. In his master's steps he trod, where the snow lay dinted. Heat was in the very sod, which the saint had printed. Therefore, Christian folk, be sure, wealth or rank possessing. Ye who now will bless the poor, shall yourselves find blessing. That was awesome. Who who knew that there was 13 verses to that song? <laughs> I love that last line. I have, I'm I'm kidding you, Dan and Sharon. You know, <laughs> uh, that last line um, connects with something that we've been hearing from um, our elders who have been inclining their ear to the Lord. That as we step towards our neighbors that we ourselves would be refreshed, that we ourselves would experience renewal. And so I'm, I just, I, uh, I agree and I claim that for us, um, even with this specific warming center update for you. So if you look through the gallery, you'll see that there's a square that has um, our lobby. And right now we have um, 15 people in a day center that are at Genesis. Um, we started the warming center this week at Emmanuel Bethel for the overnights, and we've had um, everyone tested and everyone has tested negative for COVID. And so 
that in and of itself is just a blessing. Uh, this week for me has had a lot of highs and has had a lot of lows. Um, and one of the one of the lows was that um, since June, um, there's been work going with the county um, and with multiple cities trying to find a common location for the warming center. And everything just kept getting crunched. Um, um, some uh, we got some final word that uh, we were not able to move forward uh, with the space that we were trying to get um, that was in Ferndale, and that was a that was a low for me. Um, there was there I felt like the Lord had. Um, given a very specific vision to go after. Um, and when that, when that decision came in, um, it was only a few moments before I started to have lists of gratitude come to mind. Because although, although I had a very specific vision of this common space, there has been hours and hours of relationships built, of networks being built, of agencies talking to each other that don't talk to each other, of churches coming around and supporting one another in ways that they have never done in the past. And multiple times I had county and city officials say to me that they had never seen the church act this way. Most of those conversations started with, hey, Hey, I just wanted to tell you, I'm not real big on the church or I'm not real big on pastors. And then they would go on to say, but what I'm experiencing is so different. And all that, all that I can say about that is that if there wasn't a willingness for us to go after that invitation, then those conversations never would have happened. And those relationships wouldn't have been built and those networks wouldn't be in place for next year and the years beyond. But I wanted to highlight one specific thing in our community that I just thought was so cool. So I don't know if you remember um, in the chat um, a few weeks ago, there was a prayer for the homeless and it came from Sloan. And Sloan is one of the children in our community. Well, this last week, I needed serious legal counsel. <laughs> in these conversations because everything came down to legalities. Like that's how it kind of fell apart was who was going to carry what insurance writer and who was going to be at fault if the place burned down. Like that's, that's all that people care about um, in those conversations, those legal conversations. And I told Bo, there was one conversation where everyone on the zoom call was asking a question, looking at me for the answer. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know that. <laughs> you know who did? Sloan's dad. How cool is that? Sloan had been praying for the homeless, praying that somebody would be an advocate. And who do I end up on the phone with but Bob Schindler, Sloan's dad, in our community. And he spends hours over the last week working with the city, working with me, 
working with the county and just trying to make it so that we all are on the same page. And to Dan and Sharon's song's point, that as we step out together, that we would find refreshing. I can tell you that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I did not sleep well. My anxiety was so high. As soon as Bob entered the conversation, all of a sudden I began to feel like we were gonna be okay. That however this, however this shook out, we were gonna be okay. And just thinking about Sloan's heart for the homeless and then her dad stepping in with his expertise to help their pastor to weather and to try and discern what God was saying and how God was inviting us. And then for me to be able to experience that renewal so that, you know, this week when I was, when I was with our guests and picking them up and transporting them, my heart was full and my heart was overflowing. I was not depleted with them. I was actually able to engage and to share the light of Christ with them. And so I just wanted to highlight how some of these things connect. And so I'm so excited for this warming center season. We're gonna rotate from church to church like we have in the past. We're gonna keep our people safe. We're gonna keep our guests safe. All of the health department protocols are in place. All of the great practices are in place. And, and none of that would have happened if we wouldn't have been pursuing this together. And so that in and of itself is just a huge thing for me to be grateful for. One of the other things that I wanted to bring up is that now with um, wanting to provide 24 hours, seven days a week of care for our guests, we have a new opportunity, which is daytime weekend hours. So we're gonna host daytime weekend shelter. And so right now, today that's happening at Genesis. Yesterday it was at Woodside Church. And for, for some of us, um, the, the overnights are not a way that we can connect. And so there may be a different demographic of people that would say, oh, weekends during the daytime, I can do that. And if so, we wanna know who you are and you can put your, contact in the chat, you can put it on Facebook, you can text me, you can contact Hannah Hoskins, who's helping to organize the weekend daytime shelter. But it's just so exciting. I mean, even just a simple thing like this, on the weekends, we have to get our guests from wherever they're sleeping to wherever that shelter is. And Judson Center has donated a 15 passenger van for us to be able to do that. Why? because Liv McLaughlin is friends with Judson Center and the Knacks and the Shogrins and the blah, blah, blah are foster families with Judson Center. Like you just start to see there's so much orchestration, God's in control. And for those of us who need to hear that encouragement, I hope you hear it this morning. In a, in a moment that maybe uh, myself, my emotions may say, oh my goodness, I didn't, wasn't prepared for all of this. I step back and I say, Lord, what is there to be grateful for? And the list just goes boom, 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 boom. And so may, may you hear that today and to know that our God is faithful, that our God is carrying us and shaping us and that we get to be the light in the world. And that as we step towards our neighbors and our networks, that we will be refreshed. We will be renewed. This is the promise that the Lord has been giving to our church specifically. 
And so let's step into that in confidence. Amen. So here's one of my most exciting moments of the holidays. This is a tradition that started a few years ago. I have a good friend named Andrew Meeker who loves to perform for us a holiday classic. And so this year, Andrew is gonna be performing for us on Zoom. Now you're at home, you're allowed to dance if you want to. You can get up and dance right where you are. But if you do that, don't upstage Andrew because Andrew's got some killer moves. So Andrew, I'm gonna pass it over to you. And I think it's under Sam Meeker's name and happy holidays. All right, can you hear us? Okay, go ahead, Andrew. Missy, Missy, Jesus. Sorry, Jay, we're going to announcements. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew, for that awesome performance. That just made my weekend. <laughs> uh, good morning again. Uh, my name is Jerry. I'm going to do the announcements. Um, 
If you are joining us on Facebook, you can go to the Genesis website and fill out our virtual green card so that we know that you've joined us today for, for our service. Uh, you can also put prayer requests there. Um, if you are on Zoom with us today, there's going to be a poll that pops up in just a second here. And you can um, mark if you'd like to get connected in any of the ways that are on there. On Christmas Eve, which is this Thursday, I can't believe that we're already at Christmas. It's, it's crazy. But on Christmas Eve, this Thursday, we'll have a parking lot candle lighting and carol sing at 5 p.m. And um, make sure you dress warm. It's going to be a little chilly, but bring your own hot chocolate or coffee to help keep you warm. Um, we also have do-it-yourself candle lighting kits that you can use to have a candle lighting on your front yard. You can invite your neighbors and be a light on your street. Um, there's an option on the poll there that you can check in the chat if you're interested in, in one of those. You can also put it into the chat if, um, if you'd like to receive those. On weeknights throughout Advent, we've been doing a nightly reading at 7 p.m. and we'll continue that this week. If you'd like to be added to the email list for the Advent reading for the Zoom link, uh, you can put your uh, email into the Zoom chat there. Also, um, if you would like to receive texts from Genesis, Genesis has joined a new platform that allows us to communicate with our community via text message, which is exciting. Um, if you'd like to receive me uh, these messages, text the keyword Genesis text all one word, Genesis text to 94000. And lastly, Nate spoke about the warming center and we are hosting the overnight portion of the warming center um, in January. And I wanna encourage you all, if you have any questions about what that might look like this year, our planning team has been working diligently to put plans and protocols into place I know it's going to look different this year, um, but if you have any questions at all, you can email our planning team at wc.genesisthechurch@gmail.com. Um, if you need, if you want any information or have any questions, please email us um, at that email address there. And Allison put it into the chat. Also, there's a, a form that has some information if you'd like to look at that. And that is all I have for you today. Have a great Sunday. Thank you, Jerry. Um, thanks for all those announcements. Feel free to use the chat and let us in there to, to know that. Uh, we take our digital offering. Thank you for those of you who are continuing to give, um, who have changed your giving patterns and stuff for that. That has been huge and and super. So for the last two months of our, our, our budget year goes from uh, October on. And so we adjusted our projections based upon knowing the kind of year, what, what, you know, hypothetically, right? Knowing the year is going to be challenging, right? And the way that we're meeting and what we're doing. And we, you know, we took God's wisdom and our business team and our, and our finance team that Jenna runs gave us some great numbers that they thought was going to be wise for us. And in October and November, we, we hit those, right? Those projections. And we're just praising God. And we kind of let you know, too, then on, in, uh, in December, because it's such a big month, right? It's the, it's the giving time. We, uh, 
we had a, we have a big goal of like fifty two thousand dollars for that of giving for the month, and we're just believing that God's going to help us meet those those things and continue to show His provision, um, even in a time that there is need. God continues to show there's abundance. We trust that we give what we have, and the Lord will use that. And so, thank you for that. Thank you for that. So let me pause and just and just pray and give thanks to God. So Lord Jesus, thank you. Uh, even in the way you taught us to pray, you taught us to pray, God, give us our daily bread. Let our hearts trust you as the provider. Lord, we thank you that uh, there in our community that if, as people say, I have a need, that people reach to meet those needs, looking like your church. And so Lord, continue to show us those needs in the world and around us, that we might spread the light of your love and being generous, and, you know, giving what we have not for our credit or our fame, not for us to feel good about ourselves, but for you, God, for your good, because you are the self-giving God. Lord, breathe hope into the needs that are here. Lord, may we be vulnerable and share them with one another. Come, Lord Jesus. Multiply, Lord, what the, the small that we might have for you are good in the world, to our neighbors, to the city, to the vulnerable, to the needy. Come, Jesus, come. Amen. Uh, for our Advent reading, we have Frank and Linda Mayo and Linda's father, Gilbert, who is with them, and they're going to be reading the Advent reading for today. And so here we go. I believe that you guys are unmuted, or maybe soon we'll make sure once we can hear you. Wonderful. Now we can't hear you yet. We hear you now. We hear you now. Okay, okay good. In those days, the Emperor Augustus commanded that everyone should be registered. So all were to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph, because he was of the family of David, went to be registered with Mary, his wife, from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Bethlehem in Judea, where David was born. While they were there, Mary's son was born. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and lay him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. In that country, there were shepherds living in the fields and keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel from God stood by them, and a heavenly light shone round about them, and they were frightened. But the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For to you is born in this, this day in the town of David a savior who is God's anointing. This will be a sign to you. You will find a babe in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Then suddenly there was with the angel a great number of heavenly ones singing praise to God and saying, glory to God on high and on earth peace, goodwill among men. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, 
Let us go now to Bethlehem to see this which God has made known to us. So they went quickly and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they made known what had been told to them about this child. All who heard the words of the shepherds wondered, but Mary kept these things to herself and often thought about them. And the shepherds returned, thanking and praising God for what they had heard and seen as it was foretold. That is beautiful. Gilbert, you have to always read for the angels. <laughs> hey, uh, but but the, here's my question for you. What, what do you love about that story? What grabs you about that story, right? What, what do you find beautiful um, about this story of the birth of Jesus? You would ask us to think about this. And what, I, I love the way that God sent his only son as a precious little baby. From conception to his birth, all that Mary experienced while carrying him and to all the experiences of family, everything he experienced and felt while here on earth, the love, the compassion he showed for all people is how he wants us to be, to love our neighbors. And my prayer is that we will be able to see people through his eyes and feel his heart toward people, the love, the compassion, and acceptance of all people as Christ would. That's my prayer. Yeah. This babe in the manger is the seed of the woman who came to bruise Satan's head for us. Now we are complete in him. Amen. Uh, I've been babysitting our grandson Logan a lot. And in reading this story again of the Christ child, I realized that it was the first time I could imagine caring for and comforting him and not the other way around. And I think it made me realize that I think the story shows God's desire that we approach him with a joy and not a fear. And that that can, through this season, help us see others that way through those eyes. Oh, that is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for reading. Thank you for sharing. I love your family. I, Gilbert, I love that you've been able to worship with us over these last few weeks, right, as you're able to be with your daughter. And to, to know that this story is talking about the, a, a family relationship, right? Of God the Father and Jesus the Son, right? And it's this beautiful picture. So thank you for being with us and, and reading and sharing what the Lord is uh, bringing to your attention. I love Gilbert too that you mentioned from the beginning, right? This prophecy of the Son who would come from the womb, who would stomp on the serpent's head, right? This, this long awaiting. And so even as I was reflecting on this text, reflecting on this day and knowing that, you know, the shift between fall and winter that is coming, right? And the winter being the coldest of those times of the, of the winter solstice, right? Of knowing that night is, uh, is longer than our days. But I love, as I was even reading in Genesis, that pattern, right? And that from Genesis 1, 5, this pattern. The evening passed and the morning came. 
This is a pattern that the Lord has shown us again and again of the evening passing and the morning coming. And yet that story of this baby being born that will crush, right? That the serpent will bite the heel, but the baby will crush the head, right? Is this story of an evening passing and morning come, right? It's the ultimate, the, the pan-ultimate, the ultimate of ultimate, right? The morning that has come through Jesus. It is, it is beautiful. Again, we have this simple pattern that happens every day, and, and that pattern is accentuated during this season because the night is so much longer, right? And the majority of us will probably can wake up if it's before seven th you know, 8 o'clock now, right? And it's still dark, and we get to see this pattern of the evening passing and morning coming. And the birth of Jesus is, that, is an ultimate sign of that the evening passing, and the morning coming. And there were a lot of evenings and mornings between that, as we hear the origin stories in Genesis of brokenness of humanity and the exile and um, people's relationships fragmented and torn, right? These are the brokenness in our world and the environment and the relationships between one another, the relationships between country and another country and nation upon nation. The fractures between brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and husbands and wives and, and cousins and uncles and the, the fragments of relationships of people who are of different color and, and come from different tribes and ethnicities and all of this. It's fragmented everywhere. The fragment of socioeconomic stuff where there's people who have none and there's other people who have all. Right? We can we can begin to see these this sort of this brokenness and this time of saying, when will this change? And there was a lot of nights and mornings. And yet here in the time comes this new dawn at the birth of Jesus. That those who had more of an eternal perspective, that's just way different than you and I, right? And I think, Gilbert, I think you probably have the best perspective of us all, because potentially on this call, you might have be the one who has experienced the most nights of us all, right? You've experienced this pattern shown again and again of evening passing and morning coming by the grace of God to us. And so each of us had this limited perspective, but yet the angels in this story had this perspective of seeing from eternity brokenness and pain, right? The effects of sin continuing to be lived out again and again and again. The storyline of alienation between man and God, right? Humanity and God, where people were not reconciled to God, where they were afraid of God that you kind of mentioned in that story, Frank, right? Of like running from God and thinking, oh gosh, we got to, let's keep our distance, right? The, the, let's, let's live in the darkness because if we step into the light, it's not going to be good because God's not going to view us favorably here. And yet in this story, we see the ultimate morning coming and the angels have been waiting. And they finally get to see it in the birth of the baby, Jesus. And I'm always struck with that because it's just a baby. And there's more waiting. There's more waiting for Jesus to stop pooping in his own pants, right? You know, right? There's more waiting to, for, until Jesus can walk and, and talk and grow up and live out the wisdom of God. 30 years of waiting, but yet... In the scope of all eternity, the angels knew that the morning had come. 
And I think you and I, we, have, we can have this potential to have this perspective if we remember. If we remember that the light has come. And even though it just feels like this season that we're in is one of a really, a really long night, right? When, when will this night be done? You know, from the coronavirus, right? Or, or maybe others are living in longer kind of seasons because of just brokenness and illness or mental illness or, or physical pain or right dysfunction that makes the coronavirus look small in scope from what you've been living in. And we're wondering, when's the light going to break in? But it has. The light of Jesus is breaking in with hope and a perspective that this night will pass and the morning will come. And for many of us, we know that the birth of Jesus is that. You, you, you can hear my son crying in the background, I need somebody's help. And you might be saying, yes, that's a prophetic voice. <laughs> He just needs help with Netflix, right? We need somebody's help. And, I, and, and I, I'm not trying to be silly or small or to minimize, but the hope is the inbreaking of Jesus. And Jerry, I loved you, you, you sharing that the week has been hard. And yet, you see Jesus breaking in by people calling you and checking on you and saying, how you doing? He's a phone call, breathing hope. And allowing you to feel seen and heard and to gather with people. All that being lived out for this great beauty of Jesus. So my, here's my thing. The evening has passed. This is the pattern, right? The evening has passed and morning came. So let me read first John. Let me read John 1 for us a bit. That reminds us of this hope that we have in Jesus. This is in John chapter 1. It says, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light, the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone who is coming into the world. This light has come. In verse 10, he came into the very world he created and the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They're reborn, not with physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home with us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. And so I say to you again, the evening passed and the morning came. That is what verse 14 is. The word became flesh and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory. The glory of the Father's one and only Son. Church, the evening has passed and the morning has come. And in this time, may we be able to encourage each other and share that hope. The hope of the evening passing and morning coming. 
May we be able to share that with others here in the church who are feeling the weight of a long evening. The hope of Jesus that he has come, that he has put an end to Satan, death, and sin for those who trust in him. It is the good news that the night has been put away and day is broken. And this is invitation to step into this new day, to offer the hope of a new day. So take a deep breath. Even as it feels in the pandemic that we're still waiting for the morning to come. But no, in reality, the morning has come in Jesus, the greatest reality of this world. May we be able to share that hope with one another. The morning has come. May we be able to sing with the angels, hallelujah to Jesus who has come to be with us and giving us life. His unfailing in his love and his, his faithfulness is with us. So I invite you, breathe in that hope. And as you do, may you breathe out the love of Jesus to others. May God open our eyes to the God who is with us and near us and in us. May God open our eyes to our neighbors as Nate reminded us and love them. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that the night has passed and the morning has come in Jesus. We breathe in the hope of all of humanity, Lord, that all would be restored unto Jesus. Come, Jesus, and break in with your hope. And Lord, as we breathe in and drink up your hope, may we pour out love to others. Animate us with your spirit, Lord, that we can be the messengers of this hope expressed in love. Animate us today, God, We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, we love that you were with us this morning. Um, we know that, as Nate had mentioned too, Christmas Eve, there's going to be the parking lot. For those who are like, you know what, I just I need to see some faces. I need to light a candle. I, 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 I need to, I, I want to, right? You, you want to be reminded of the hope as it feels like the night just feels like a little bit too long. And reminded that the light that has broken into the world, Jesus. So we're doing a mask on, socially distanced, outside. Nate and his family going to be leading that, singing carols, reading the story, lighting candles together. So remember that. So it's an invitation. Come and be. And, and the invitation was just out of care, right? It was out of being reminded us to remind each other the hope that we have in Jesus. And to be able to see it in other people's eyes. And the others is, is so maybe that doesn't work for you, but you know that you sense that God has placed you in the neighborhood that you're in, or with the coworkers that you have, the people around you, to be just a messenger of hope. And you've been loving your neighbors for the last 10 months, right? Building relationships with them. We want to encourage you. What could it look like to, we've got this, like, do it yourself. Light candles, read the story, and, and invite your neighbors to experience just like a little glimpse of potentially that hope as we are messengers of that in our neighborhoods. Throw your name in the chat. I'll deliver candles. We'll deliver candles to you, right? We'll, we'll send you the, the readings. 
But if you get that sense that it was for such a time as this that the Lord has prepared this message of hope for you to share at this time with your neighbors or co-workers outside, we, we, we would love to equip you with that. Um, so those are our invites um, for that. And also know on the 27th, we'll be preparing for New Year's, right, for this new year. And um, we would love to have you join us again uh, next Sunday on the 27th. So I'm going to hand this to Nate and allow him to kind of close us off. And, and then we can, for those of you who like to stay around and talk, we would love that. Thank you, Bo. Let me just, let me just pray for us as we um, end our time together. So, Lord, the... Our world is in darkness and we see the effects of it and we experience the effects of it and we long for your light to break in and to bring healing and restoration and wholeness and shalom. And so Lord, um, may that start with us and may we bear witness to the light. And would our neighborhoods and our relationships and our networks um, experience your healing in the advent of Jesus, both into this large story, but specifically into their lives. And so as we go into this week, Lord, we ask for a heightened sensitivity to your spirit, to your direction. And we ask for your kingdom to come and for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we pray in Christ's name, amen. Thanks for being with us today. We're gonna to lift the mute and we can chat with each other and we can celebrate um, all of the wonderful singing